What's going on, guys? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Um, hopefully not children of all ages. It's uh, pretty late. It might be past your bedtime. But this is J House Radio, episode well, well, ninety. What if you consider yourself a children? What if you can? You know, nowadays with the way the world works, man, I would not be surprised. I would not yeah, be surprised. Identify as a children. I identify as a cat. You know. <laughs> Uh, we we identify as the podcast of pop culture. Nice segue Damn right there. Damn straight we do. <laughs> um, but yes, we identify as the podcast of pop culture, J House Radio, episode 94. Um, today is going to be an interesting one. We're going to be talking about our top five, each of Los and I, top five best sci-fi films of all time, in our opinions. Um, we're going to give our top five. Doesn't have to be any particular order. Um, just pretty much just our favorite five um, sci-fi films. Uh, we always said that we would do this, and that's one of Lois's favorite categories. So I figured, why yes. not? Why not? Like, let's deep dive. Now, my only question is, um, do we need to do it in the top five order? You know, like number five is blah blah blah, or are we just saying these are in our top five? Uh, we could just say that like these are just in our top five. Basically, okay, you know, because like and mine, are we doing an honorable mention, yes, yes, we can do an okay. honorable mention. Uh, because mine is just pretty scattered, I don't really have like an order of what's like my fave or what's not my fave or my least fave, whatever. So I just pick some of the ones that I just love and I watch a billion times basically at this point. So, um, so yeah, that's basically what we're jumping into today. Um, I just want to get right into it actually. Uh, Los, would you like to go first with your top five? Your first pick from your top five sci-fi film. My first pick for my... Uh, I know what I want for my last pick because it's my favorite. I can literally quote almost every line from the movie. So that's that, that's the last one I'm going to reveal. But okay. number five, I'm actually stuck between Dark City and Metropolis. Dark City? Is that that movie with... Um... Who's the who's the main actor in, in that movie? I feel like that that, that sounds familiar. Uh, it was directed by Alex Poyas. This was the film he did after The Crow. Dang, I, I, I might not know this one. I thought I knew Dark City. It sounds so familiar. Um, Rufus Swell, Keith Sutherland is in it. William Hurd, Jennifer Connelly, Richard O'Brien. Oh yes, 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 yes. I've always wanted to see that. Yeah, Ian Richardson, who played uh, Doctor Theopolis, mm. is it? I think it was Doctor Theopolis in Buck Rogers in the twenty fourth century. That was a TV show in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with Metropolis. All right, do you know that movie? Metropolis. I do not know that movie. Break it down for some of us who may not be okay. Aware of that. Metropolis is a nineteen twenty seven sci fi film. Considered one of the first grand sci-fi films ever created. It is about the war between the upper class and the lower class in the future. And everyone has seen the, everyone knows the robot in Metropolis. Uh, It is public domain. So we can literally watch the whole thing. Okay. Um, So you can pull up a trailer if you want. And everyone knows the robot from Metropolis who turns into uh, a real looking woman and all the havoc she causes in this dystopia. And it has like, you know how in Batman, the animated series, they had like trains running in the sky and things like that. Yeah. Like that has, it has that in there. It has biplanes <clears throat> flying around the city. You know, it's got very 1920s fashion in it. Um, it is 
a German film, I believe. Um, so you see a lot of German expressionism. You see a lot of high contrast. You see a lot of things like this and um, City Lights, um, which is a Charlie Chaplin film, took some of the, um, the same type of design ideas and put it into his film too. So if you watch this movie, you're going to see a lot of things you recognize from horror films, um, from disaster movies, from um, a lot of a lot of different things. You'll see that that this movie has influenced throughout the 20th century and today. And you, and you said this one is from 19, 1927 Metropolis. 1927 Metropolis. Interesting. I'm trying to see if I can find a trailer for that one. That should be on YouTube. Actually, the whole film might be on YouTube. Actually, the whole film is on YouTube. Actually, I'm, I'm looking it up right now, and it, it actually is on YouTube. Yeah, and if you find the newer versions of it, you'll find 25 minutes of lost footage that they literally found in different copies, a different prints of the film that were throughout the world. And they managed to piece together that 25 minutes because in certain countries they made them edit out certain pieces because it was offensive in those countries. What is your first pick out of your top five sci-fi movies? Uh, my first pick out of my uh, favorite top five uh, sci-fi movies, and I literally, the minute I thought about this category, I immediately thought about this film, and it would be one of my favorite Bruce Willis films of all time, and that is Fifth Element. Oh, um, that's, that was on my list, too. That was on your list, too? That was on my <laughs> list, too. Multipass. Um, freaking love that Multi-pass. movie, man. It's just... <laughs> She it's knows, literally it's a one of the pass. Sorry, I like the film. It, it's I I freaking love that movie. It's literally one of the one of the best corniest films of all time. Like it's it's just so good. The wardrobe is amazing. The, the special effects for that time was was actually pretty good. Uh, Dark Legion in chat, give me the cash. Oh my god! Do you know <laughs> I, that scene still makes me crack up to this day. That scene is so cringy, man. It's so freaking cringy, but I love it. I freaking love it, yeah, man. Yeah, that, that, that's about <laughs> being all wired on on God knows what. Exactly, exactly. It's such a freaking good movie. Um, and just the, the combination of uh, Bruce Willis and uh, Chris Tucker was just amazing. Do you freaking know that amazing, was Chris man. Tucker's first film role? Was it really? Yeah. Wow. That's actually interesting. I did not know that, that that was his first film role. Yeah. That's actually crazy to think about that. And his friends made fun of yeah, him I, the costumes. <laughs> he talked about dude, it. like he made he made that character though. Like, like like that was just his style during that time. He was always just playing wacky, just over the top characters mm-hmm. and just freaking loved it. Freaking loved it. Like he basically came off as like the black like the blacker prince basically. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, freaking loved it. Um but yeah, man, that that's literally uh, that's hand now one of my favorite um, films of all time. Um, Bruce Willis was great in it. Uh, Mila Djokovic, I think that was her. I think that was her premiere, like acting debut. I think. I, th- I think that might have been her first. I don't know film. if it was her premiere, but it very well could have been because I know she just started acting, and um, yeah. she um, a lot of people gave her a lot of crap for the the band aid costume, but really, like, why? Um, because it's one of those things in retrospect, people thought were sexist, you know, but, you know, she was like, what's the big deal? You know, she goes, nothing I in never that really... makes sense. 
Yeah, I never looked at it like that. I looked at it as if like it fits it fits it fits the satire of the film. It fits like just the flow of the film. Everybody in that movie wore wore weird stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? So I just figured like he's just going with the flow. I I didn't really look at it as like a sexist thing. Yeah. So but yeah, awesome film, man. Fifth Element, one of my favorite films of all time. One of my favorite Bruce Willis films of all time, too, actually. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, I like it better than Die Hard. Really? I like it better than Die Hard. Like any of the Die Hards or just like Die Hard in general? No, Die Hard 1, you know. You didn't uh, like Die Hard 1? What was wrong with Die Hard 1? Come on. Because you know what it is about it? It's Die Hard 1 is great, and it's nonstop action, and it's an awesome movie. But the thing about mm. the fifth element, um, because it changes directions in such a wacky way, and every time it does, it's really funny. It to me, it's it's yeah. I can rewatch it more times than I can Die Hard, you know? Because there's only so times I, I can say ho ho ho, I have a machine gun too. You know? <laughs> ho ho ho, I have a machine gun too. Exactly. Wow. I mean, so, I get it. Uh, yeah, I I get it. Actually, because um, I think I can actually watch Fifth Element way many more times than I can actually watch uh, watch Die Hard. Yes, honestly. So, and it's it's not just because like you know Die Hard is a bad film. It's, it's just it's just something about Fifth Element, man. It's it's just so rewatchable. Never yes. gets old. Exactly. Never gets old. What is your What is your favorite scene from uh from a Fifth Element? Um, dude, it. One the, the one scene that sticks out the most is she knows it's a multi pass, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I like that one, um, and I also like the one where Mila Jovovich is explaining to the priest everything that's going on. Remember, she makes that big thing of chicken. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, dude, oh, I, to, like when I first saw that scene, I was like, one day we're gonna have that. I think we're getting close. I think we're getting close to that. The rehydrator. Is that what it's called? The one where you put like a plate in the microwave, press a button, and then a turkey comes out the microwave? No, remember that that they she had a little something small in the middle of the plate. Really? Yeah. If you look at the film, she has something a... small on the plate, and then she puts it in the thing. You hear it bubbling, and then out comes that big big ass turkey. I gotta watch that again. I don't know how how I never caught that. Never caught that. Yeah. I have to go back and watch that. But um. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not cut you off. My bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, this is all about being excited about movies, bro. So, absolutely, you know, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I th- I think my my favorite scene from the movie. It's tough to pick one because so many of the scenes are just freaking amazing. Um. I I just th- I think the whole gunfight of like uh, when Bruce Willis is just gunning everybody down on the ship. I think this that whole like just segment was just amazing. I freaking loved it. Yeah. It was it was like your typical Bruce Willis moment in the movie. Loved it. And 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 it's made even funnier with uh with what's his face screaming like a little girl. Yes, yes, Chris Tucker sitting there screaming at the top of his lungs. I'm yeah. like, dude, be cool. Are you oh man? But yeah, love that film, man. Uh definitely fifth element is definitely in my top five for sure. Yes. I right, love next. What's what's your next up in your top five? Uh, hold up. I actually pulled them all up here. So uh, give me one second. Um, I'm split between Alien and Aliens. Wow. One of those is on my list. 
Um, 100%. The reason, the reason why is this was the first sci-fi horror movie that was truly, truly, utterly scary. Like, you watch the first one, you don't know what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. when you first watch them, you're like, oh, yeah, guys in space, whatever. And then once all the horror starts, it I mean, it never stops, you know, even yeah. all the way till the end. You know, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, and the <laughs> second part comes and then they amp up the fear even more. You know, you thought one was bad. Here's a thousand of them. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and for me, it's those two. And I really can't pick between one and two, which one is better but Mm -hmm. um but yeah it it would be those two movies would take my my number four spot i'm gonna i'm actually gonna just like double in this one with you because i put aliens on my list so i'm just gonna throw mine in aliens on your list and i'll put alien on mine all right awesome there we go that works that works um yeah aliens is literally one of my favorite one of my favorite just films of all time it's just at that time, what they did with special effects, that, that movie holds up so <laughs> well to this day. Yeah. Like, even going back and watching it, it, it still, like, it looks like it came out last year or, like, last month. Yeah. It just and, looks so amazing. And it was done in the era of practical effects. Yes. That's what I love so much about it. Thinking about it now, I don't think there was many, like, spe- as far as, like, the aliens, I don't think there's really many special effects scenes i think it was all practical everything was practical practical. it was this was pre-cgi so everything was practical in aliens um when you see the what do you call it the 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 little tank the running around that's a miniature and the background is rear projection for for the background of the whole thing you know all the spaceships were miniatures that space mm-hmm. helicopter was a miniature. Like it's all miniatures, dude. It, it's it's so good. Yeah, and it was shot oh, so they, well. You can't you can't really tell. Yeah, that that was that was that was um not not really Scott. Um, who was who was the director for this one? I forgot. Uh, if you give me a second, IMDb. IMDb <laughs> oh man, um, the guy who did Terminator, right? No, the first one was Ridley Scott. It was Ridley Scott. Okay, was so I Ridley wasn't wrong. I think, I think so. I think they were all Ridley Scott. At least the first three, I think, was Ridley Scott. The ones after that, I think that they kind of branched off to somebody else. Um, but yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite Ridley Scott films of all time. Part one was good. Part one was just the one. The one thing that made part one so um, just amazing was the fact that it was just mysterious you didn't know what was going to happen we didn't really know what it was about and i remember the first time when i watched aliens uh i might have seen part one a little bit as a kid but my main real exposure to the franchise was was aliens and i didn't really know what to expect and then all of a sudden you just start seeing these things coming out of nowhere and they just start going crazy and, and like their blood is acid i'm just like this is amazing it's freaking yes. amazing the monster was based off an mc escher design um People who don't know MC Escher is an artist, um, and the problem and the greatness of Alien or Aliens is so many other horror movies, you know, or or Alien movies imitate that design because that design is so perfect in its 
in, in, in its sense of causing fear in humans. It was. It really it, it was it was flawless. It was freaking flawless. I loved it. Yeah. So good. There was a movie Rutger Hauer did. Uh hold on. I'm trying to find you the name of the movie. Uh Rutger Hauer got people. Rutger Hauer. No, that's not him. Well, there's a movie Rutger Hauer did where it was a post-apocalyptic world and this demons was going out killing people and eating hearts. And that even that aliens design, that demons design was looked so much like alien from the aliens. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's 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 one of those films that is just so influential with like the design, with the shots, with the cinematography. Like it it was just it was such a masterclass of sci-fi. You know, like when you think of sci-fi, when you think of sci-fi films. Aliens is one of those films you can't not think about. And yes. that was like one of the things. Yeah, that, that was like one of the things that I thought about when it came to picking my list for top five sci-fi is, is what are the films that when you say sci-fi that you just think of that just come to mind instantaneously. And Aliens definitely has to be on that list. Yes. No matter who you are. It, it, just, it just has to be. So, but yeah, that's one of my picks as well. I'm going to go with Aliens. Los is going to go with Alien. Um, so I'm going to go for my next pick since Lo started off with this one. Um, so that's yep. two so far for both of us. Um, my next pick is going to be um, Predator, the original Predator. You know, that, with that's the- one of the ones I was on the fence about. Really? Yeah, because it has so like technically it's a sci-fi film, but it's also an action film, but it's also a military yeah. film. So I didn't exactly. know how much sci-fi we're adding to it. You understand what I'm trying to say? So that's why I yeah. don't know if I should or shouldn't, but that is a great pick, though. That is an absolutely great I was, pick. I was on the fence with it, too, because, like like you said, yeah, it, it, it does more so come off as an action film, but it does mix in that whole sci-fi aliens and mysterious creature from the far beyond you know what I mean? So it, it does mix into, you know, mix in that, you know, and if you really think about it, I was looking at like a list of sci-fi movies coming into this episode. There's a lot of movies that people that people consider sci-fi that you wouldn't think. You know what I mean? So yeah. the, the 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 idea of the term sci-fi had just become so broad o- over the years that it kind of like <coughs> it, it it mixes in with action film it mixes in with mystery and so on and so forth so yes. no longer the days of sci-fi just being about aliens and you know space creatures like that that's not really just what sci-fi is anymore and it's it's good to see it you know evolve and things like that over time but um yeah i, I think you know going back to the you know the film i think predator is definitely one of those films that just kind of mesh together both worlds very well you know you got you got the sci-fi, you got the action, you got the Arnold, you got the military, and it just puts us in a one big jambalaya, and it just gives you like one of the best films of all time. Yes, and little trivia fact for you: the movie's supposed to take place in Guatemala. I did, I did hear about that actually. Yeah, yeah we supposed to take place in Guatemala, so which I thought was a little weird, um, you know. And in the comics, Dutch eventually joins the predators and becomes the king of the predators really yeah which i thought was really bizarre 
that is a little bizarre. Like yeah. why? <clears throat> like why, why, why would he want to do that? That's interesting. <laughs> it's like I've always wanted to see Arnold return to that role, but um at this point all he could be is like a general, you know, who's like sending somebody out there saying yeah. I've spoken him before. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah that would be pretty dope though to like it it would be nice to see it again um but yeah like i said at this point it it wouldn't really make much sense i do like where they are with the franchise now i don't know if you saw the most recent predator (laughs) film uh Uh, pray yeah pray i I think they're gonna go that route oh yeah yeah yeah, i forgot yeah yeah we did review it that was like that was an amazing film loved it such a good film um it really was. I think they might go that route going forward with the film, honestly. Um, but yeah, Predator was one of those films, once again, that when I first watched it, I really didn't know what to expect going into the film. And it, it, it shocked me. It was To this day, I love it. To this day, I still watch it. It's literally one of my favorite films of all time, Predator. Yeah. So, Ilos, what's your next pick? Uh, that's three uh, so far for me. Okay, so my next one, I'm a little... It's a cheesy, cheesy, cheesy sci-fi film, but it is so hey, good. Man. Flash Gordon. <laughs> Flash Gordon. You know what? I had a feeling Flash that Gordon, was going to be on your list. I don't know why. Yeah, I I felt like that was going to be on your list. Bro, <laughs> that movie, the making of it. If you if you find out about the making of it was a complete shit show. When I tell you there was problem after problem after problem after problem after problem, it is disgusting the amount of problems they had. <clears throat> the main actor, um, all of his dialogue had to be dubbed over by another actor because he walked off the set. The film had to be completed by a stunt double and a body double because of all the what? problems... Yes, him and the production company had. Um, there's oh, one scene oh. where they're fighting on a moving platform with spikes that come in and out of the floor. The spikes were real. Because someone what? installed the real spikes instead of the rubber spikes. And they had so little money and so little time that they couldn't swap it out. How do you accidentally install real spikes? <laughs> Half the crew was Italian and only spoke Italian. Half the crew only spoke English. So they couldn't wow. communicate with each other. So what? And the director was making it up as he went along. And the person, the set director was given more power than the actual director in the film. That that literally sounds like a TV series of like, let's see how we can make this film in the most crazy, messed up environment of all film history. Yeah. Where everything goes wrong. Nobody can communicate with each other. But yet we're going to try to make a, you know, just five star budget film. Oh, and here's the thing, too. Timothy Dalton. All right. This was one of his uh, early films. Timothy Dalton eventually became James Bond. Oh, wow. Go figure, right? Yeah. Go figure that. Go figure that. <laughs> and have you seen the movie Ted? Ted, yeah. The one with the little teddy bear, right? You're talking about? The teddy bear that comes alive. Yeah. You know how they were like, it's Flash Gordon. And the old guy with the blonde hair. 
Yeah. That's the movie I'm talking about. The movie that they're talking about. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Flash Jeez Gordon Louise. is so incredibly cheesy. They tried to imitate some of the, the serials from the 1930s. and You know what a serial is from 1930s and 40s? You know what that is? Serial? Serials. No. What do you mean? Okay. <clears throat> a little bit of film history. <laughs> Star Wars is based off the serials. What they used to do is, instead of the movies, instead of you sitting there and watching a two-hour film, right? Well, yeah. what happened is you would watch... 40 like 30 minutes of a film and while they're switching reels on another projector they would project forward a five or ten minute film and there was a batman mm. series and and now mind you we think like today we would call it webisodes because it's 10 minutes of an overall 30 40 minute project right yeah so then the serials would show flash gordon will show batman will show superman will show um all these things <clears throat> you know and yeah. so you'd watch these serialized short serialized films that are a small part of a larger part because there was no television. So here's where you got some of your stories. So people will watch serials oh. to do it. And serials, you know that crawl that everyone calls the Star Wars crawl? You know, with the text? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. comes from the serials. Because they would start out with that really? with this big, long text in the exact same way. When people say, oh, it's a Star Wars crawl. No, it's not. It's a 1930s or 1940s serial crawl from the old serial movies. The way Star Wars is formulated and laid out, notice they're in 10-minute blocks because Lucas followed the serial's formula. Wow. So Flash Gordon started out from that, and the a lot of the look of Flash Gordon, the movie from 1980, took inspiration from the serials of the 30s and 40s. Next on my list, um, let me see, how many do I have left here? So I got two more, two more left. Um, now, how many, next on my how list, many do I have left, two or one? I think, I think you have two more as well. Okay, two, okay. Yeah, two more left, yeah. Uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I knew it. I knew you'd pick that one. You Come love on, that man. movie. <laughs> Another quintessential sci-fi film. Like literally the movie is just it's 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 it spits, it spews sci-fi out of its pores. Yes. Um I just love this film, man. Literally one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Uh I was a big fan of Arnold growing up in the 90s. Like he was the man, he's still the man. Um, I love the uh, the little uh, I forgot his name in the movie, but like the cop, like his character was amazing. Sarah Connor and like everybody was just amazing in this film. This is yeah. literally just like we mentioned, and I'm, I'm to this day I'm still mad that it did not win uh, our action tournament of all time, best action movie of all time tournament. Uh, I think we should have a recall on that one. No man, let um, me tell you something. The Terminator, <laughs> Terminator Two, is a better sci-fi movie than it is an action movie. I think you said that too in, in in the tournament. I think you did say that actually. I'm not saying um, it's not a good action movie. It absolutely is, but it's better as a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's uh that film needs its flowers. That that film needs its flowers. It like it's literally one of my favorite films, if not probably my favorite film of all time. It's yeah. it's so good. It's amazing. Um, and the action is great. 
the whole the whole sci-fi-ness of it, if that's even a word. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's probably something that we can even relate to today with the way technology and AI is. And we're worried that technology AI might might try to take over the world one day. Like that movie holds up well. Like the story of that movie holds up well to our issues that we're having today. Yep. Um, just a great film, man. Great film. Um, who was the director of that one again? Too I forgot. Um, um, oh, what's his name? That he did the special effects for um, for uh, Battle Among the Stars. Yes, he did. Because um, you because you were you were actually talking about him too. Yeah, I'm gonna find um, it. Damn, hold on. Uh, Terminator. Let's see who finds it for James Cameron. Thank you. Ah, damn it. James Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> um, James Cameron, he's a good man. He's definitely one of those uh, just like he's on the Mount Rushmore of just amazing directors, visionary. And uh, he really put his foot in this one when he did this one. Great film. Yes. Uh, I, I need to get this on Blu-ray. I need to see if I can find this on Blu-ray. Uh, that's just how much I love this film. So yeah, that is my pick. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, one of the best action films slash sci-fi films of all freaking time. Tell me different. Anybody in chat, tell me different. Please tell me different. What? That it's the, the you think is the greatest sci-fi film of all time? Yeah. Yeah. I 100% <laughs> disagree with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Top 10? I, I, I would Absolutely. Like... Top 5? Depends on the person. Really. Like of of like all time, all yeah. time. You think? Like again, depends on the person. I would not put it in my top five. Uh, okay. Top twenty, definitely. Top ten, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. But definitely up there. Okay. Uh, okay. My problem with numbers, the next pick I have is there's so many films that are in my top ten that I'd want to include in the next two in the next slot that I kind of mm-hmm. have a hard time picking. So, okay, I'm going to say, damn, because you know, uh, okay, let, let let me let me run through my thought process right now. In there is Jurassic Park. In there is The Matrix. In there is okay. Inner Space. Uh, I don't know if you know Inner Space. Um, I don't in know. In that, that mix one. is um, Dark City. In that mix is Total Recall. In that mix is a lot of good Ooh. movies. I thought about I thought about picking Total Recall. I thought about that so hard. I was like, ah, I don't know why I didn't pick it. Like, I don't know why I didn't put it in there. I should have though. Yeah, I should have. But oh, Starship Troopers is in that mix too. That's what I forgot to add. Starship Troopers and also Robocop is in that mix. Oh. But see that for me, just like with Terminator, that feels more like I mean not I mean not Terminator. <clears throat> uh just like the other film I mentioned, I forgot what which one it was. C yeah, no, not C two. Yeah, I guess it was T two. Um, but just like Terminator, that felt more like an action film than a sci-fi. But it is a good sci-fi film, though. It is it's, a sci-fi considered film, yeah. that. But it just feels more <clears throat> action-y. It feels more like it leans more towards the action than the sci-fi. So I was kind of like See, stuck with Robocop is one of those films I, I really feel is split down the middle. I don't feel it's more one than the other. So I don't feel there's a wrong answer for for that, you know, because okay. it really depends what are you looking at. Are you more into, 
you know, the sci-fi aspect of it and him trying to find his humanity? Or are you more into to, to him being an action star? You know, it, it can go either way. Um, yeah. So here's my problem with the two slot. <clears throat> Starship Troopers and The Matrix are both edging out all of them. So I'm going to give it some more of the sci-fi out of the two. Okay. <sighs> decisions, decisions, ladies and gentlemen. No, Chad, who do you think will this I'm, one? I, I, I'm going to go with. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with Starship Troopers. Starship uh, Troopers. Okay. And and there's a reason why. Um, hold on, I'm trying to. Paul Verhoeven, who is the director. Um, okay. He made a very very <clears throat> good. He made such good satire of fascism, such good uh, satire of um, nationalism, such good satire of blind patriotism in this movie. Uh, And he did that all in a sci-fi jacket wrapped around an action bow, wrapped around (laughs) a teenaged, uh, a teenage angst, um gift wrap you know wrapped around (laughs) shipped in a military movie um so i really do think for me that is again that's in my top 10 you know uh starship troopers was amazing because you have these these kids in the beginning of the movie who um who just kind of dumb you know like i'm gonna join the military so i could be a citizen and then you turn around and you have, um, by the end, they're hardened warriors, you know? Yeah. They're, you know, they're not the people they started out. And you really go, do get to see what fascism, um, you know, over-nationalism can do to a person and what war can do to a person. So because of that, it hits so many notes that I think, for me, it's... It's it's my pick in the top five. Okay, wow, I might be surprised that you picked that one, but then again, I'm not because Starship Troopers does kind of like fit your style of like sci-fi movies. Like when I think of like your taste, Starship Troopers is kind of there. So, um, and it's wait, tough I just, too. I almost picked uh, the Fly. Oh my goodness! Why didn't I think of the Fly? Dude, like, like five what was I is thinking? so hard. Five, like ten would have been so much easier. Uh, you know, I could have just oh. rattled off ten, going and and not felt like I compromised. Like top five, I felt like I yeah. compromised. My next, you know pick, what? And, I feel and, like I didn't compromise, but that's the only one. My last pick in the conversation of top five sci-fi films. Um, this one is near and dear to my heart. This is Event Horizon. This came out in 1997, actually. Um, stars Lawrence Fishburne, Catherine Quinnen, Joel Richardson, Sam Neill, um, Richard T. Jones. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty stacked cast. Pretty yes. good cast. Um, this film, I, I, I freaking love this film. One of my favorite films of all time. This one is another sandwich of a film because it mixes in the sci-fi with the action with the horror and I remember watching this film. I, I was way too young to watch this film, 
but I watched this film when I was a little younger and it creeped me out. Creep me out. Even even as an adult, this film still kind of creeps me out a little bit. It's still a little scary. Dude, um, I had to watch that movie in three sittings. In three sittings? Yes. That movie three? creeped me out so fucking much. <laughs> it's 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 a tough movie. It's a tough it can be a tough, tough movie to watch. It, yeah. it really, it really can be a tough movie to watch. So yeah, it's it's no joke, man. Um, I'm 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 guessing. Well, first of all, why did you have to watch it in three sittings? Because it creeped me out too much. <clears throat> oh, because like thing. you watched it and you just like stopped watching. I was like, oh, I'll come back to this later. I can't, I can't handle this. <laughs> There's something. Okay, what they do? You, do you know what uh, uh, infrasound is? Or infrasound? Infrasound. You know what that is? Okay, so no, it is sounds that are so low that we can't hear, but we can feel. And if I was to play that, if we were sitting in a room, right, and I had a speaker that was mm-hmm. good enough to play it, and you know we're hanging out, we're laughing, and then I play it, you will instantly get creeped out. You will instantly feel like somebody's watching you. You will instantly feel. Like the place is haunted, you know, like all these things are in, are in play. Um, it is literally the sound that elephants use to communicate with each other through the ground. It is thought of, well, it's theorized that it is the sound that T-Rex used to use to scare their prey. Um, it is the sound that um, animals give off as a warning sound. And apparently that we can feel that. They use hmm. that in this movie. And they used it so effectively. Really? So if you're someone who has, yeah. So if you're someone who has like heightened senses or some sort of PTSD, you know, from whether it's, you know, living, growing up in a bad neighborhood or getting beat by your parents, whatever it is, like, oh, your hairs will stand up and you're like, oh, 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 oh. So I guess I must have a level of that in me somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that when they use that in the movie, like it really affected me and I had to stop the movie and come back to it later. Such a scary, wow. such a creepy movie and, and your isolationism of being in this ship and you have nowhere yes. to escape to adds to it. Yeah. The, the, how confined some of the spaces are adds to it. The, the lighting adds the right mood to it. You know, the, there isn't, when the flame is moving in space and the description of it, as they talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, here is this fire looks beautiful in space, but it'll kill you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's all <laughs> those things that, that really, really like got to me. So I could, yeah, definitely good sci-fi film. But for me, that's way more a horror movie than a, than a sci-fi film, but excellent choice, bro. Excellent choice. Yeah. I was, I was, I was kind of stuck with this one too, like whether or not I should pick it because like I said, it does run that fine line of like, it's in space. It feels like we're in a deep, deep like a deep space nine episode. But then again, it's like, wait a second, we're leading into the, no, like no, the no, Stephen that is King. not a deep space nine episode. That is, trust me, <laughs> deep space nine is about war. This is not about war. This is 100% horror. This movie is scarier than aliens to an eight year old. Oh, in yeah. my opinion, this is this is way scarier than aliens. Way scarier than aliens. Like aliens is 
compared to this is an action film. Yeah. Like just an action film. Um, yeah, this is just creepy. It's uh like I don't know if you ever played the video game um Dead Space. Yes. Or or heard of it. This yeah, I played it. this yeah, it's it reminds me of the video game Dead Space. It's just creepy. There's just sounds everywhere. There's dark spaces, like you said, like just it's just it really does feel claustrophobic. If they made Dead Space into a film, this is what Dead Space would be. Yeah. Like this is what it reminds me of. Uh it's just such a creepy film. I think it's very underrated. I don't think a lot of people even know about this film because uh, I just don't hear a lot of people talk about it. You know, um it, it's one of those cult classics. It definitely is a cult classic. You know? Definitely is a cult classic. Oh, and the, sure. and the great thing about this is the ship was shaped like a cross. Was it really? Yes. How come I never noticed that? I have to go back and look at it. Maybe I just really didn't pay attention to it like that. I, I, that's one of those things you kind of learn when you go to a film appreciation class. You're like, look at this and look at that. Like, you look at things a little weird. And you're like, oh, my God, look at the ship. The ship shaped like a cross. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. It is. It really is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Such it's a scary uh, movie. I I would have to I would highly recommend to anybody that if you have not seen Event Horizon, if you haven't seen any of these film on any of our, any of these films on our list, go watch Event Horizon. Yeah, like, before you watch any of the other ones, like this, it's it's really a mind bender. It's really creepy, uh, and if you love like that creepy space, just like stories and stuff like that, you're gonna love this one. This one is great. Yeah. So. And here's the thing, Sam Neill. Okay, is um, a sci-fi actor, Jurassic Park, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne, The Matrix. Okay, yep. Jason Isaac, first the captain in the first season of Discovery, Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. Like you have actors in here that do sci-fi and do sci-fi well. Yeah, excellent. they do. Excellent, excellent choice. Absolutely excellent. Yeah. Like that's one of those where I like I tip my hat to you and I applaud because. Bro, great <laughs> fucking choice. Great choice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank um, you very much. And again, for me, that is more of a horror movie than a sci-fi movie, but you can't deny yeah. it's a sci-fi movie. Yeah. You can't deny. Sure. And it's a great sci-fi movie because everything is plausible. Like, even if you go into hard sci-fi, you look at it, you're like, yeah, this is 100% plausible as sci-fi. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Movie. Okay. Love it. For me. No surprise here. Okay. 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 Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Oh, uh, you know, I was actually wondering, is he gonna pick a Star Trek movie in here? Yes. But <laughs> I was wondering. The reasons if you were. why I pick it is not a Star Trek reason. The reason why I okay. pick it is because of the performances. Star Trek in general, their films have decent performances. You know, they're good for the film. Okay. And they're not they're not bad performances, but when you go to Star mm-hmm. Trek Two, Ricardo Montalvan, oh dear lord, he eats and chews the scenery, like every really? scene he's in, you know, just the look he gives, you're like, oh my god, like you're captivated <laughs> by Khan, you know, and mm-hmm. and and his, uh, and the way he speaks in the movie, like you're charmed. And you're shitting in your pants at the same time. You know? <laughs> uh, there's a scene in the movie where he puts these um, these worms uh, in a helmet to put on two other characters so he can control them. 
right? Okay. And then he starts describing, you know, uh, what these creatures do. And he literally, he's mm-hmm. literally like, he goes, um, these creatures enter your ear, wrap around your cerebral cortex and make you um, more, how do you put it? Uh, open for suggestions, right? And then he puts them in the helmets and he goes, these are pets, of course. And you're like, <laughs> oh, crap, he's going to hurt them. Okay. And mm. Mexican actor. Okay, Ricardo Multoman. And so many people talk shit about how he has his no shirt on, you know, how he's bare chested in that. Yeah. He was in his 50s, I believe, or late 40s when he did this. That's his real chest. That's not makeup. Wow. Okay. Man's in um, shape. <laughs> he, he's in shape. Um, he was also uh, a famous dancer, flamingo dancer in, um, in Mexico. On top of being a tremendous yeah. actor, yeah. Okay. Um, and when he did this movie, he was playing Mr. Rourke from Fantasy Island. Very mm. different, happy actor, and then he plays yeah. this vicious, scary actor. And he delivers a line to William Shatner, like William Shatner and Ricardo Montalban were never in the same room in any scene in this movie. And mm. the director brought out such an amazing performance. You literally feel like they were talking to each other across the screen and they weren't even in the same room. Wow. So good. And his performance about what, what he thinks he does to Captain Kirk, he goes, I'll mm. leave you like you left me uh, abandoned on a, uh, on a dead planet, buried alive, you know, but he repeats that line buried alive three times. And every time mm. he says it, you're like, damn, like you feel it. <laughs> and he says it in such a way that 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 Captain Kirk gets so pissed off, he yells, Khan! And that <laughs> line of Khan has been imitated and repeated in so many films. Wow. So for me, the quality of the performances, the quality of the story, because it is ultimately a story like Moby Dick, you know, where mm-hmm. um, Ricardo Montalban is going after Kirk. That's his white whale. And Kirk is going after Khan because that's his white whale. And it is just amazing. And at the end, Khan's last speech where he goes, for hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee. Like he goes through that whole thing, and I forget where it's from. I believe it's Shakespeare. His performance mm. is so amazing. You're just like, damn, that's a way to go <laughs> out, you know? Yeah. Um. So for that reason, I picked that movie because the performance is out fucking standing. And just like Event Horizon, where the performances are just out fucking standing. Because mm-hmm. Event Horizon with the wrong actors, that would have been a really shitty movie. Oh yeah, that that movie would have canned. Yes, it would have canned because it is a little it's a little cheesy at moments. Yes, but the acting like kind of keeps it from being too cheesy. You know what I mean? Yes, and that's the same thing for Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. The performances are so good, it elevates <laughs> the material. Yeah, you know. Um, have you ever watched it? Haven't watched it. 
Haven't watched it. When you watch it, the first 30 minutes or so, you're like, yeah, it's a Star Trek film. You know? <laughs> but the moment that Khan is on screen, you go from here, yeah, whatever, to, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, this is going to be good. Let, 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 let's pay it. Right His performance is that good. <laughs> Absolutely wow. that good. And for that reason, that's in my top five. I, 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 one thing that I love so much is that you are so passionate about Star Trek. I just freaking love it. Like it's just, it, it gets me, it gets me hyped because I know how I get about my films. Like, you know, like my Batmans and my Joker that you hate and so no, on no, and so forth. Like I love <laughs> the character of the Joker. I yeah. just think that unfortunately people lose the essence of what the Joker is. You know, Joker yeah. is an elegant character who happens to be fucking nuts. You know, yeah. the Joker isn't a nutball who happens to be on occasion act sophisticated. No, he is a classy person who's absolutely insane, who has the intelligence to match Batman, who has the wit to banter with him back and forth. Okay. And mm. is smart, smart enough to know how to tease him and affect Batman in ways that Batman didn't know he was affected. And I just mm. feel like the true Joker hasn't been properly portrayed on film. The closest we've gotten is Batman the Animated Season with Mark Hamill. That is the Preach. best performance of the Joker because he captures the essence of that character. And to me, that's why I feel the Joker has not been portrayed well on film because the essence of who the character is is not there. They go for the crazy. They forget about everything else. The Joker is such a complicated character. You know, mm. just as important as Batman in comic book history and people forget that. And I just think they just go for the crazy and instead of understanding his intelligence. That that's my issue with Joker on on film. You know, I, I think the okay. character deserves better. Honestly. Preach. Yeah. Preach. You know, but like most, I said, my, <laughs> my love of Star Trek is because of my love of what if you look at most movies set in the future, they're dystopian. You know, mm -hmm. their whole idea is we're fucked as a people. You know, where Star Trek mm -hmm. turns around and says, no, we grow up, we grow up. And as a people, we get better. And that foundation is hope. And with that found, you know, and everything that comes with that maturity. And that's why I love Star Trek so much, you know, because I do feel people are better than what we're giving credit to be. You know, we unfortunately let, yeah. you know, the four or five assholes ruin everything for the rest of us, you know? <laughs> and, and, and that's that's why I'm so passionate, you know, because as much as we joke around and we might say X, Y, or Z to our friends and this and the other thing, you know, human beings in general are really caring, you know, tribal, yes, yeah. you know, suspicious, yes, but I think we're better than what people give us credit for, what the world gives us credit for. I feel you, you know, okay. you know Star man. Wars. Star Wars is more yeah. of, you know, the world is bad. And we're good, and we're going to try to make it good. And um, it's very dystopian where it's like, you know, this planet is good, but this planet is bad. This area is bad. And, you know, and, and it feels more of a Wild West. A Wild West attitude 
in a sci-fi fantasy world. And not that it's bad. It's just not mm. what I prefer. You know, I'm more critical of Star Wars because when it's good, it's amazing. But when it's bad, it's terrible. So yeah. that that's my whole thing about Star Wars. You know, but I'm the first one to talk trash when Star Trek is bad. The oh, very yeah, short treks, no. garbage. <laughs> very short treks was garbage. Discovery, I don't know what the hell they're doing there. You know, yeah. I watch it because it's Star Trek and I yell at the screen. Okay. But mm -hmm. even in that terribleness, they have great moments. You know, just like yeah. in the, the, the third trilogy, the Ray trilogy, it has mm -hmm. great moments. But overall, I think they lost the essence of what Star Wars was. And I think it's a shame because Star Wars, you know, is, in my opinion, and I'm a Star Trek fan, Star Wars is the number one sci-fi franchise. Um, and I feel like they didn't give it the respect it deserves. You know, follow the world you live in, you know. But then you have the Mandalorian, which follows that world perfectly. You have Ahsoka, who kind of was on the fence, but still decent, you know. Then you have Rogue One, which was absolutely perfect in the world, you know. And then you have other ones. I love, I love Rogue One, so good. Oh, to so this day, good. I like. I, I scream to the rafter how much I love that film to this day, and I will never stop. I love Rogue One. I want more films like Rogue One. Just, I I just can't wait for it. In I my opinion, I, I, I that's the best okay. Star Wars film. The the best Star the Wars best film. Star Wars oh. film. The best Star Wars. Dude, film. I can't. I cannot wait for this tournament because I just realized that in this sci-fi discussion that we're having right now, we did not include any Star Wars films. Do you want to find out why? Because why Star Wars films as individuals don't feel complete. Star Wars is really a trilogy-based yeah, movie experience. Right. You understand? You're absolutely right. So if you're absolutely like, oh, Star right. Wars is my favorite, great. But Star Wars kind of leaves you missing something if you go yeah. with uh the empire strikes back it ends with it feels like it's missing something you know while while jedi makes you feel like it completed the first two parts and makes you wait for the next one so i think star wars really is a trilogy experience you know yeah and then there's the exception of rogue one where they said no, no no we don't need a trilogy we can complete the story in one movie and to me that's what makes it the best individual film because it only needed one. Hmm. Understand? It can only be one. Right. But yeah. if you're looking the best Star Wars <laughs> experience, it would be the Clone Wars. Yeah, of course. Hands down. Yeah. I, I that's why I said I, I can't wait till we have this sci-fi tournament. I think it's gonna be fun. We definitely gotta get Ricky on because I think yeah. he's gonna he's gonna have a great well, he's going to add some great content to that discussion for sure. Yeah, Can't wait my for my whole thing is about uh, Star Wars. I think it will lose because of it leading that the trilogy experience. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean, I still think that you can pick out, even though Star Wars, the way their films work, it does work in a trilogy based system because that's just how they put the films out. So in a sense, it does feel like, all right, if I pick this movie, will it seem incomplete because I picked the one that's in the middle or the one that's in the beginning or the one that's at the end? Um, but I think just as like an overall experience, I think in the sci-fi tournament, 
I think we can still pick a Star Wars film to be in there just based off of just that film as a whole. Like if you just take like let's say you took Return of the Jedi or something okay. and you just base you base that film in the tournament just off what that film is, you can still put that film in that tournament as like its own entity in a sense. I don't feel like no, I I know that it should it should be placed there. Understand? But I yeah. feel like it may not get as far as we think it's going to get because mm-hmm. it's more of you know, it, it I, so Star Wars, it, like watching only one film feels like such a tease, you know, <laughs> and and that's the thing about Star Wars. And again, I really do feel like it is the greatest sci-fi trilogy. And, yeah. you know, I watch it, but I'm not I'm not a huge fan. You know, if someone said, hey, you want to watch, you know, uh, the most boring Star Trek film ever made the mo- Star Trek, the motion picture or Star Wars, I'll watch the motion picture. You know, really? because I, yeah, because I just feel that that's uh, a better experience for me, you know. Mm. Um, but if someone said, do you want to watch The Empire Strikes Back or the Star Trek, the motion picture? I'd be really hard pressed to, to, to figure out which one I want to watch. You know, you know, it, okay. it, 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 th- that's the thing, you know, again, Star Wars, in my opinion, is the greatest sci fi uh, franchise, but it is not my favorite. Does that make sense? Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Definitely makes sense. But uh but I'll yeah, man. Um for my I guess last pick, top pick, I don't know however you want to call it. Uh mm-hmm. Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan because of the performances. If the performances were not that great, I would not have added any Star Wars, uh, excuse me, Star Trek films in the top 5. Okay. Cuz you didn't hear me mention any of the five. other ones. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting top five. Like I said, I, I when it comes to that tourney, I, I I'm curious to see what Star Trek films you add to that one. That's going to be an interesting conversation for that. In the top ten, um, no, I won't add another one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and I would not add the one would come in as number eleven or twelve would be Star Trek First Contact. But in top ten, absolutely no other Star Star Trek film would make my top ten. Absolutely none. Only the Wrath of Khan. Only the Wrath of Khan. Wow. I'm gonna have to watch it now then, since you're like you're praising that one. So I definitely like I have to watch that now for sure. Yeah, and again, yeah, it's only it it's only because of the performances. You know, the story's yeah. okay. You know, the special effects are good. You know, they're not great. They're not like earth shattering or anything like that. You know, um, but the performances so good. Awesome. All right, definitely gotta check that one out. Add that one to my long list of must watched. Um, all right. So do you have a runner-up los oh, i'm sorry i got so passionate about about film and everything <laughs> else that and and sci-fi hey, movies in general uh my runner-ups are um god there's there's three that i would say are runner-ups that were okay. hard to choose um the matrix the first one good one good okay pick. um pick. jurassic park because my God, mm. I remember watching that movie. I, I I forgot how old I was, but I remember watching that movie as an adult, and I literally said, "Dear Lord, dinosaurs are real. Dear Lord, dinosaurs are alive." <laughs> it was so good, 
so it was. good. When you first see that brachiosaur, the long neck dinosaur, you yeah. know, and he turns and he makes him turn his head. I was like, dear Lord, look at that. And yeah. it had me speechless. And it was scientifically accurate to that time. You know, now we've discovered more about dinosaurs and things like that. And like raptors had feathers and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it was accurate to that time. And dear Lord, I was so stunned. So the Matrix, Jurassic Park. Um, hold on. I got to find the tab that has it. Uh, and RoboCop. And RoboCop. But if I had those are some really good runaways. Yeah. If I'd have to pick one, I think I would go with the Matrix because um that's the scene I'm talking about. Um I think I would go with the Matrix only because Nah, no, I think I go with Jurassic Park. I'll stick with Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park's my runner up. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm looking, okay. I'm looking at at this trailer that you're playing, and I'm getting back those feelings. And I think what makes a film so good is you're able to recapture the magic when you watch it again. So my my runner up is Jurassic Park. Yeah, I this this is actually one of my runner ups too. I actually thought about just putting it in my top five in general, but it was like let's just like you said, it was just such a hard task to pick five. Do you know um, what I thought your your runner up would be? what the fly yeah i i'm really upset at myself that i didn't mention the fly either in my top five or in the runner up like i didn't even i don't know why i didn't think about it until you mentioned it man i love that movie it's so disgustingly sci-fi yes and And so many we're not talking about the original one with vincent price no 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 yeah we're, we're talking about the one with uh the guy from jurassic park himself uh, I can't think of his name at the moment right now. Um, Wait, hold on. IMDb, I choose you. IMDb, I choose you. Uh, Legion in chat says, or do we need to put Matrix trailer up to make it fair? <laughs> For what? Uh, because you said, uh, what's the other one you said? No, I think you said Matrix. And then I put Jurassic Park trailer up and he said, no, 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 Jurassic Park. And then Legion's saying, well, you should put the Matrix trailer on now to see if he picks the name Matrix. <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, <laughs> it, it, it would be Jurassic Park. And it's because you yeah. watch, I watch that movie and I still get that sensation of awe that a little kid gets from going to the museum for the first time and looking at dinosaur bones. You know? Yeah. And as much as I love the Matrix and all the ideas behind it and everything else, you know, I, I enjoy it more as an action movie than a sci-fi movie. But Jurassic Park just it it brings out my inner child, so I would, you know, I'd have to say it really does. Yeah, it really does. Same here, same here. It's 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 one of those movies, and that's that's something that you'll probably hear me say a lot when it comes to certain sci-fi movies. It holds up so well. Yeah, like especially if you can if you can get this movie on like a four K DVD. If you watch this today, you would have thought it came out last week. It just looks so good. Like, I don't like he did this in the 90s. Once again, practical effects. Like, I feel not like all of it, but not all of it, not all of it. And, yeah. and there is one digital error in the movie. Did you know that? that? When the Raptors no. fight the T-Rex in the um, uh, 
in the visitor center, there is one mm -hmm. frame where the Raptors disappear. Really? Yeah. I got one watch frame that, where the Raptors disappear. I might have, I might have seen it. I probably just forgot about it, but I got to go back and watch that now, just so I can see what which scene that was. Yeah, if you look at um, Visual Effects Artists React, it's a, a channel on YouTube by Corridor Crew. They break down visual effects in movies. They specifically mm -hmm. talk about that, and that's how I found out about that. I never spotted it watching the movie, but mm -hmm. when they broke it down and they showed the frame, I was like, "Oh yeah, that did happen." Wow. Interesting. I gotta go back and check that out now. <laughs> okay. So what's your runner up? Uh my my runner up is I was kind of stuck between two. Um Little Shop of Horrors. Oh wow, yeah, that's a good one. Love that movie. Love that movie. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of musicals. I'm really not. It's just not my thing. But Little Shop of Horrors, I love the music in that. It's yeah. just fun. It's so freaking fun. And I think it's just the mixture of the music, the lyrics, with what they're doing in the scene, the actors, how funny they are. I was just like, I love, like, I, I grew up watching that movie as a kid. I watched it a billion times, like a cassette tape that I probably just wore out the tape in the cassette. I just love that film. It's hilarious. Um, the the uh, plant used to creep, used to creep me out. Okay. Like, I, What's I, your favorite watch line from the film, though? Um, feed me Seymour. I was gonna say the same <laughs> thing. That's such a good line. <laughs> oh man, I I just I love that film. It's just it's a fun time. Uh, it was kind of scary as a kid growing up. It was it was it was a little scary, but uh, later on, it's just I just realized that it's just such a fun film, man. Great sci-fi film about a, and I guess it was an alien plant that just came down and just wanted blood and wanted wanted to eat people and it's just a fun time man. yeah fun time so yeah um little shop of horrors is definitely one of my um one of my one of my runner-ups side note we got d-pain in the chat appreciate your d-pain don't forget guys um d-pain had me on his show um we talked about the top a, the top a24 films the top 24 films from a24 and we talked about hereditary which is a great Great film. One of my favorite films of all time. Um, I'll make sure I throw that link in the description of this podcast episode so you guys can check them out. Um, but yeah, D-Pain, thank you for having me. told me about this. Podcast. I would have watched it. You know what? <laughs> I could have sworn I told no, you. No, man, you, told, do you know all these freaking guest spots. You're like, yeah, I was on 97 <laughs> podcasts in the past two weeks. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't tell me shit. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I'm um, saying you're going, like, right, I'm yeah. going to be loyal to our podcast and not go on any other ones. And you being like a hoe, going everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it, man. I freaking love it. Oh, man. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but, um, geez, I, I can't even keep a straight face right now. <laughs> it's so hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, check out my boy D-Pain's podcast, Pointless, Pointless Discourse. You guys can find it on uh, YouTube, find it on audio um, podcast as well. Um, and I believe that episode of that podcast should be up now where we talk about um, Hereditary, one of the 24 films from the A24 studio. Um, but now back to our regularly Legion scheduled program. says you should know about Cajun, how he is, because where he is, where is the chocolate money at, though? And I'm thinking he's giving the chocolate bunnies to the other podcast people. That's what I'm thinking. Oh man, listen, we we, we haven't talked about chocolate bunnies in a long time. Can we just like not talk about chocolate bunnies right now? Listen, I'm <laughs> listen. That event that's coming up in March, 
You better have them. Uh-huh. You better have them. Because <laughs> the last thing you need Seriously. is every woman at that event being mad at you. Seriously. Seriously. For sure. Um, no, I got you, man. I got you for sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that. That's one of my runner-ups. And my other runner-up is Total Recall. Um, which that's, that's in my top 20, man. Total Recall. So that's good. in your top 20? It's in my top 20. It's good, so good. But the but let, let's make it clear. Okay, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, not the other one. Yes, yes. The the the, the nineteen ninety Total Recall. Yeah. Which is, you know, you know the original. So yeah, that that one, that's another film that I grew up on. Love that film. Just and I feel like I've been naming a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger films so far in my top five. So it's but obviously you know what, that I'm a, I mean, it's okay because Arnold Schwarzenegger as an actor really did pick different types of movies. You know, he yeah. he, he always tries to pick movies with interesting stories, you know. Um yeah. as you know, people can turn around and say, Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's bottom of the barrel, you know, it's like you know, not important. But if you really take a look at his filmography, he really does pick different films. I mean, think about it. You have Conan, you have Terminator. You have Total Recall. You have Jingle All the Way. You know, you have the Expendables. I, I mean, yeah. about Jingle All the Way. Yeah, wow. You you have about that. Uh, you have Twins where he did comedy. You know he he, you know don't feel bad because you're picking a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger films. You know because hey he mm. did he does have a varied filmography and and it's okay to like films. You know, because they meet your criteria of enjoyment, dude. Don't don't feel bad about that, man. Schwarzenegger did some good films, man. Seriously, don't feel bad about yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Schwarzenegger was like, he was everywhere, man. Like he he literally was in every any any type of genre you can think of. Schwarzenegger did it. Yeah, like he basically did it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, Total Recall, man. It's 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 one of those cheesy '90s films, uh, like quintessential sci-fi like just yes. quintessential like saturday afternoon sci-fi on like hbo or something like that uh great film full of action um aliens and just weird costumes and the, the makeup and, and wardrobe in this film was actually pretty cool yeah um yeah loved it man loved it i, I know they did a, a, a remake or something of total recall for it was recently. terrible it was absolutely terrible it, it was bad really it was terrible. Instead of going to Mars, there was a tunnel that went from like Australia to Europe that dug through the earth. It mm. was terrible. And it's a shame too, because it had so many good actors in it. It was just terrible. It was a terrible, terrible film, you know? Wow. And they took elements from the original book, which was called, we can remember it for you wholesale. Um, yeah. I, mm. I know the, the book it was based off of. Um, oh, really? only because I watched the making of both films. They took more oh, stuff okay, from the okay. book in the remake than they did in the original Total Recall. But yeah, um, yeah, man, I, the, the the remake it's worth watch. Like it's a movie that's so bad it should be in movies con queso. That's how bad the remake really? of Total Recall is. It is terrible, wow. and it's a shame too because they have really wow. good actors in it. I was going to watch it, too, because, like I said, I'm a really big fan of Total Recall. And I was like, oh, OK, we're going to remake this. One of my favorite films. Let, let's check it out. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to it. Put it to you so, this way. The film is so bad that if I tell you they have a car chase upside down, you'd be like, oh, that sounds interesting. But they made it boring. A boring upside down car chase. Yeah, that's 
it's probably not worth the watch. Yeah. Not only that, <laughs> they have worth- a scene where they're jumping between elevators and it's boring. It's, wow. it's not a good film. It is cheesy. It has moments in it that are unintentionally funny, but it is it is not a good film. It is perfect for movies con queso. Wow. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Any anybody in chat, man, if you guys uh have any favorite sci-fi films of your of your own, let us know, man. You know, definitely put it in the chat. You know, we can talk about it for sure. Uh night ninety seven M, thank you for following us on the Twitch side of things. Much appreciated. How are you? Welcome thank to you, the you. welcome to the channel. This is J House Radio, the podcast of pop culture. We talk about film, we talk about gaming, anything pop culture related. This TV is your series. place to be for sure. TV series, Star Trek. Los is your Los is our residential Star Trek connoisseur, basically. And KJ is so, our Star Wars connoisseur. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Lee's in the chat says, "Speaking of that, if you were to, if you, t- if you were toing fix the movie, how could you fix it?" Oh, I guess if you were to fix the movie Total Recall, the, the, the remake, how would you fix it? That's uh, what I'm guessing the movie he's talking about. One, put it back on Mars because that really was the essence of it. And two, make it a little more, make you wonder more if he's living out a fantasy that's in his head or it really happened to him. Because in the book, I haven't read the book. This is just from reviews that I've read about the book. Okay. You're never sure if this really happened to him or if it was just a memory that he went there for to get implanted. Mm. So I would make okay. that a little more up in the air, you know? Like I would end the film where it started, where the action started, just to kind of yeah. make you go, did this really happen or didn't it happen? Um yeah. and I think they need to um the only put the action in where it fits the story like the original one every action scene fit the story it wasn't just it didn't feel like a collection of action scenes and they threw a bit of story in between which is what the remake yeah. did so I, those are the two things i would do to fix it and i would change i might change the main bad guy to someone who's Who? more um a better actor the the main bad guy um, in it is the the girl from Underworld. Really? Yes. The main the main the main vampire from Underworld. The main bad guy. Yes, the main vampire in um. Uh, in the 2012 Total Recall is uh, hold on, let me tell you her name right now. Uh, yeah. Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Oh, Kate Beckinsale. Wow, I forgot she was the the bad guy in that. I didn't even remember. Yeah. Yeah, I did not remember that. Uh, I, I knew who I would actually play. pick. I would pick an actor. Oh, what is? Hold on. L- l- let me let me get her name for you. Just give me one second. Okay. No, it's all good. Uh, D. Payne and Chad said the book is fun, and I like how they expanded uh, in the Arnold movie. Never watched the remake. Say it again. Yeah, I never. Uh, uh, D. Payne said the book is fun, and he liked how they expanded it in the Arnold movie. Yes. I, I I never knew that that Total Recall was actually based off a book. Never knew yes. that. That's actually news to me. We can remember it for you wholesale is the name of the book. Interesting, interesting. We can remember it for you wholesale. What a what a name! <laughs> like, I know. What a name! What a name! And I'm looking at this cast for the uh, recent Total Recall. Man, that is 
I forgot how stellar that cast was. Yeah. Like everybody is in this film. Let me see if we can break down. I don't know if you have IMDb up. Yeah, I'm actually looking for an actor right now. Yeah, this is a this is a actually pretty pretty stellar cast. It's really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I might I might check it out just just to like just because now I'm I'm curious now. Even though you said it's uh it's it's worse than the original Total Recall. Now I'm curious. The fight scene that they have it here, is. Uh, uh, I mean I mean I mean the fight the fight scene looks looks pretty interesting. You know the the one that we're watching in in the uh, trailer right now looks interesting. So. I don't know. I might check it out. Maybe. We'll see. Won't right. hurt. Hold on. Give me one second. I'm about to get the name of the actress I would prefer to be the bad guy because she's such a good actress. Uh, sh- what was she in? Maybe I might know. Amanda name. Plummer. Okay. Oh, I don't know. That yes, you do. You know exactly who she is. Have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Um, put your hands up before I kill every last motherfucking one of you. Oh, Honey Bunny. yeah. Honey Bunny. <laughs> she played the bad guy in Star Trek Picard. And I was okay. like, yo, she plays menacing good. I, she's always played weirdo parts. But man, yeah. she was menacing. And I think someone like her who has acting chops could have been a yeah. better bad guy instead of going for, oh, she's cute and dangerous. Yeah. Let's just go for someone who's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Someone who's dangerous. Someone who, you, who like, if you look at them, you're like, I don't want to double cross that person. They'll probably kill me with their heel. Don't want to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like Michael so... Ironside in the original Total Recall. Like, he's the only actor I know when he smiles, he's scarier than when he doesn't. Yes. <laughs> that is so true. When that man smiles, you're like, all right, um, uh, I probably should not have made that man smile because now I'm even more scared of this guy. So yeah, but yeah, he he was definitely a really good bad guy in the original Total Recall for sure. Yes, that concludes our top five sci-fi films. Um, appreciate everybody hanging out tonight, uh, especially a lot of the new viewers. Appreciate you guys coming in. If you guys are watching us on the YouTube side of things, don't forget to subscribe, like. Uh, you guys can stay up to date on whenever we go live. We do live streams from time to time. I'm going to try to get back into doing live streams again. Definitely like like outside of the uh, the uh, podcast episode, just to like hang out with you guys and just kick it with you guys. Maybe even try to do some um uh, some like game nights and things like that. We definitely gotta bring game nights back. Yeah, yes. Legion, I gotta fix I gotta fix that hashtag uh, hashtag the uh, exclamation point socials. So I'm not sure why it's working, but I appreciate you throwing that up there. I'm gonna make sure. I yes, fix the, don't forget uh, you can find us on TikTok. And what else can you find us on? Do we have an Instagram uh, yet? TikTok. Yeah, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on X. Uh, we're pretty much basically everywhere. You can check us out on the audio version of the podcast as well on Spotify, Apple. And if you guys want to support us financially, you guys can check out our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Um, it just helps out the podcast, helps us out with uh, getting getting ready to do our short film that we're trying to plan uh, this year. Um, and just you get other great benefits too. So all of that would be in the link in the description. Um, on the YouTube and, also, and the audio side. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube and Twitch. Thank you, Legion. Uh, also, on our socials, um, wherever podcasts are played, don't forget that um, you're not obligated to. We would greatly appreciate it if you could support us on Patreon. 
we are currently in development of doing an after show and doing um, reaction videos to trailers and movies, give our opinions on movies that are exclusive for Patreon. Sometimes it'll be me. Sometimes it'll be KJ. Sometimes we'll both have it up there. But um, yeah, we're, we're thinking of adding a lot of exclusive content to our Patreon. For sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, that that's going to be it, man. I definitely appreciate everybody hanging out today. Um, catch you guys soon. Legion, appreciate all the support in the chat. And that's going to be it, guys. You guys have a great weekend and we'll catch you guys later. We'll also probably be live next week um, as well. So catch you guys later. All right. Later.